After he appeared to his followers in Jerusalem, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach. But the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the nets ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. There are some momentous days that sit out on the horizon, and they seem really far away at first. 
and you work towards them for many months, maybe years, maybe even your whole life up until that point. I'm speaking of days like graduation day or your wedding day or the birth of a child, running a marathon or publishing a book, the day you retire. Finally, you're all done with studying exams and term papers. Or you've found your partner, completed all that detailed wedding planning. You've completed the nine months or so of pregnancy. Looking forward to that one. You've trained for and accomplished an amazing goal, shown what the human body can do, put a piece of yourself into the world. You've completed your working years and stepped back from a career. These moments are joyous. They are causes for celebration. They are a culmination of hard work and planning and focus and some good fortune. But then what? They're not the end. See, after you graduate, whether it's high school or college or graduate school or your PhD, a sometimes you can't even remember a time when you weren't in school. You've worked your whole life towards this one thing. And now you need a career. <laughs> now you start your working years. You have to think about your passion and your purpose. And after all that wedding planning, the seating chart and the place cards and the favors and the whatnot, the big day comes and goes. And now it's that lifelong, everyday work of marriage and being family. After getting through labor, delivering a baby into the world, experiencing this miracle, it's just the beginning of being a parent. It's the prequel. After finishing a marathon or writing a book, accomplishing any number of tasks, what's the next thing that will motivate and fuel you? Okay, in this case, it's probably another marathon or another book. So that one's easy. After retiring, devoting 25 or 30 or 40 years to one field, what's the next chapter? There's still so much life to live. What will give you purpose now? It's kind of like Easter Sunday. We waited 40 days for it. But more than that, our scriptures proclaim a long-anticipated Messiah. After covenants, wandering, conquering, exile, and prophecies, finally the Messiah comes. Everything happens according to his word. He is killed, and three days later, he will rise again, and all of this comes to pass. Jesus died. Jesus is risen. This is a joyous occasion. This is a time to celebrate. Jesus' whole ministry led to this. All of God's history with people was leading to this moment. God and people reconciled. The universe fundamentally and forever changed. But now what? What comes next? 
That's exactly what the disciples are wondering too. They've been through so much. They were called by Jesus. They left everything behind. They followed him wherever he led. They traveled together. They witnessed his entire life-giving ministry. We're absolutely devastated when he died. We're shocked and filled with faith when Jesus rose. He appears to them in their grieving and in their fear giving them proof, giving them peace. But then he leaves again. What now? What comes next? The disciples start fishing. The story feels familiar, right? Before the disciples were the disciples, at least some of them were fishermen. Now John's gospel doesn't begin with the disciples fishing. But the other three Gospels share a story that sounds so similar to this one. The disciples are fishing and fishing all through the night, but they keep coming up empty-handed. And at daybreak, they are told to try the other side of the boat. And it results in an unexpected, abundant cat. In this case, a catch of 150 large fish, to be exact, but who's counting? Yes, yes, this all sounds very familiar. This is a call story. Or maybe it's a reminder of their call story. Hey, guys, remember all that abundance you've witnessed Over the past few years, you know, the miraculous feedings and healings, the signs and wonders, the life-changing teachings, bringing the poor and outcast into community, each day learning something new and wonderful about God. All of that abundance that comes with a life with Jesus, you can still expect that. This is a call story because there is still work to do. Even Peter gets a fresh start, a new call. After denying Jesus three times by the charcoal fire during his trial, Jesus asks Peter three times by a different charcoal fire, do you love me? And three times Peter confirms that yes, he does. And each time, Jesus gives him a mission. Then feed my sheep. That denial is in the past, but there's work to do now. Go, feed my sheep, follow me. Or rather, keep following me. It's like graduation day, or the day after you've run a marathon, Or the day after you've joined your life to the life of your spouse. Now it begins again. A new chapter. The next installment. Now it's the disciples' turn. And maybe it's a little overwhelming. Maybe they don't know where to start exactly. How can they possibly do this work on their own? How can they simply, how can Jesus simply pass the baton to them? and expect them to keep running this race without him. Because they're not alone. Jesus said, follow me. In last week's gospel lesson, when Jesus appeared to the disciples in hiding, 
Jesus breathed on them and gave them the gift of the Holy Spirit. He gave them the promised advocate and the power to do all the works that he instructed them to do. And now they are to continue Jesus' ministry. This next chapter of life for the disciples is the chapter we're still in today. We continue to do the work of Jesus, but not alone. We continue to do the work of Jesus with Jesus working in us and through us. We are to follow Jesus and feed his sheep. Pastor Josh and I realized that throughout Lent, we kept saying, eh, it can wait until after Easter. I'll, I'll get to that after Easter. I'd be on the phone and I would say, yep, I'll check in with you right after Easter. And in March, Easter felt really far away. And then you know what happened? Easter Sunday came and went. And now that we're in the Easter season, we actually have to do all of the things we promised we would get to. <laughs> At least a few of them. <laughs> and I don't think I'm alone in this. How many times have we all thought, oh, when COVID is over, things will just get back to normal. And now that COVID, perhaps not at the end, end, but certainly has changed into something a bit more manageable to most, we're realizing that there is no automatic return to normal. We're in this chapter of rebuilding and restoring, and maybe some things look a little different now. And in your life, whatever that thing is that feels far away, whether it's finding a new job or a new home or retiring or picking a college and a major, whatever that thing is that looms in the distance, I promise eventually it will be here. And with it will come the question, now what? What next? And maybe the answer can be, just keep following Jesus. No matter the season, we are to follow Jesus and feed his sheep. And when we're tired or when we're uncertain of what to do next, when we're looking for passion or purpose or motivation, when we're discerning what exactly our next chapter will hold, where to put our efforts and our energies, worried that we don't have the next big goal in mind quite yet. It's as simple and as complicated as follow Jesus and feed his sheep. The story of Jesus didn't end with death, but Jesus' story also doesn't end with resurrection. The story ends with God's heavenly kingdom coming to earth with all people knowing and experiencing God's love. And until then, we are called to spend our lives as a new creation. We are a resurrection people, an Easter people. We see hope 
and promise and new life in the most unlikely of places. We are people who try to share that hope and cultivate new life in the places that need it most. And so we continue to follow Jesus and to feed his sheep. Ah, uh, actually, I'm not going to end this one. <laughs> to be continued.